Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. Hey, everybody, in this episode of the GH Report, folks, you gotta watch what you're eating and you gotta watch what you're drinking when you're hanging around Port Charles. Watch out for those doctored martinis and look out for that grapefruit. It might be a little bitter because it's poisoned. Also, how do you get the man that uh, that says that he loves you to leave you alone when he's behind a jail cell wall? We'll figure out all that or more next. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Hey, everybody. It is the GH Report. We're here on a Sunday afternoon going to tell you all the latest stuff. <laughs> yes! Just so you know, in the chat room, they have been living for your rap today. That's right. <laughs> They're like, oh, what's Frank going to say today? I'm like, who knows? Whoever there you knows. go. Uh, yes. <laughs> I was going to talk about, you know, martinis and and grapefruits, but uh, I'll have to say that for my live concert experience. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the JH Report, bringing out all the latest goofy times that are happening there in Port Charles. I am Frank Moran. I'm Carla Renata. And as always, folks, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars and iTunes. And subscribe to the YouTube channel and hop in the chat like these fine people that Carla's looking at right now. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. Let's do a roll call. Let me start at the top. Joe Costanzo, Barb P, Kelly Public Cover, Marlon Wallace, Jerry Jacks, Tom Clev, um, Coco Candy One. Uh, I said that name already. <laughs> Nikisha Jones, Lori Cole, Dolores Leach. I said Barb P. Let me see, let me see, let me see. Dulamon. What's up, Dulamon? Stuart Pierce. And I think that is everybody. Oh, Susan Russo. And, yeah, I think that's everybody. That's everybody. So, welcome. Thanks. For now. <laughs> Let's hope that there's more. That's right. When word spreads that we're live, people are going to come. <laughs> so, folks, we're going to be breaking down all the latest uh, news, uh, news and gossip at the end of the show. But until then, we're going to break down all the latest shenanigans. And before we do that in detail, Carla, what did you think of this past week? It was a very exciting week. Oh. There was lots of stuff. I know, because usually I'm like, it's a smooth. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but there was lots of exciting things going on, lots of storylines that were popping off, and I was there for all of it. But I think my favorite portion of the week was watching Ava and Ryan reunite, so to speak. <laughs> yep. And Ryan, I mean, you know it's bad. If Ryan has to tell you, mm, you might not want to see that psychic anymore because she's just taking your money. But I got to say, whenever Miss Girl is with Ava and she pops off some information, the information is kind of on the money. Yeah, that's true. 
So, uh, you know, you know, and when she says, hey, you know, go talk to Kevin. He's got to let Kiki go. Mm-hmm. And I did like that. Kevin's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. You mean Ryan. Oh, Ryan. got mm-hmm. got to let, let, let Kiki go. Mm-hmm. He's like, I mean. He's like, yeah, okay, sure, if that's what you want. But, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, but whatever. And I was like, ooh, it's just. And he was all scruffy. And he looked like he put on a little bit of weight. I'm like, ooh, vacation been good to him, huh? Yeah. John Lindstrom been living up the life. I mean, it just says, like, what apology is good for the soul. It's like, you know, I didn't realize it would necessarily be my soul. He so. don't have a soul. So apology ain't going to be good for nothing in his case. But I love how they, I love how in that moment where her going to visit him, you see that they're actually more that even still they have more in common than they have in different, right? Because in that one moment where she she reveals to her that they stole his kidney, which I guess she wasn't privy to, she was like, oh, and that's why, and she got ready to say we, and he was like, ah, you almost said we, you almost said yep. it. She's like, no, I didn't, no, I didn't. You can tell that she still kind of feels something for him, but you can also tell that she knows that feeling something for him isn't right. Because this is the person. Why? Why? Why am I still attracted to the person that took my kid from me? You you got all of that, and because that was a very short scene, but you got all of that in that very short scene. But that's a true testament to the two actors that play those roles. No, I mean, and certainly for Ava, for somebody where it wasn't like with Griffin, where she. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline felt like she needed to change or like Griffin felt the need that had to try to change her. I mean, Ryan accepted her for exactly the cuckoo who, for Cocoa Puffs that she was. <laughs> yeah, all those kind of, you know, dark thoughts that Ava would have. Ryan accepted that, embraced it, loved it. Yeah. And so to find somebody that truly accepts you for every, for all your flaws. Yep. And for all your pettiness. And, and takes that in and says, yes, I yep. love that. Yep. And also in the final, oh wait, but you also killed my daughter. Oh, oh, now what do I do? She was in for all of it for a second, and I was like, oh oh, wow, that was that was very interesting. But I love how I love how when her and the psychic were in the park, she was like, oh, I see Connie. Connie's here, and AJ. Ava's like, I don't care about I don't care about Connie and AJ. I was like, that was pure comedy. But the moment and Helena, and she's like, oh, that's Nicholas's grandmother. What does she have to say? Like she didn't care about she didn't care about Connie or AJ, but she was all about what Helena had to say but the thing that made me laugh was that when um, the psychic brought up about that blanket yes I was like ooh how does she know that like in that moment I was like well maybe she is the real deal because every every once in a while she'll just pop off a nugget where you're kind of like Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe you are. But she's got shenanigans. That's psychic. I love her. She's hysterical. Now, you brought up Nicholas there for a hot second, mm-hmm. and, and the show has kind of been in those kind of waves for the past couple of years, where there will be weeks at a time where, like, Nicholas gets name checked frequently, and it's been I happening. I feel like a lot he's lately. coming back. You know, and of course, you know, we've got Tyler Christopher on social media where he's like, yeah, n- you know, nothing's happened. You know, I, you know, if the opportunity ever comes, I'd be open to discussing it. Well, he's not going to say anything unless his contract is signed. So it's not like he could be like, I'm in negotiations and then the negotiations fall apart. And then he got to go back on social media and be like, oh, sorry, psych. My negotiations fell through crack. But I also feel like 
it's very rare that we're going to get a total surprise for on GH in terms of when castings, especially for a uh, popular character returning. They might they might give us a surprise on that one just for the simple fact of what you said because we're expecting it not to be. I feel like it's so hard to keep that a secret. I mean, I would love for him to be back for sure. I, I'm thinking I'm thinking they they're gonna I'm thinking they're probably gonna keep it a secret. They're saying in the chat room that Helena didn't say anything because Helena is still alive. Ah, that would be interesting. You know, because I, I, I was I'm gonna like, need them not to bring Helena back to life again. Like she is like she is like a cat with nine lives, but in the case of General Hospital, it's more like fifteen. I'm <laughs> like, what is going on? I need for Helena Cassadine to finally be done and gone and dead. But it, you know what? I, I, for I can understand that because there is that. Like, okay, Helena's back again. Great, but to to put somebody to put Valentine on his toes. Amongst somebody against within the Cassadine family, I mean, you've got Jax and other external forces, mm. but to have somebody from the Cassadine family come for him it would be interesting to see how Valentine reacts because he's always been he's always considered himself an outsider, mm-hmm. and you know, there's nobody else around now. Well, him and Alexis considered yeah. themselves outsiders, which is why they bonded in the first place. But yeah, I don't know, I don't know about that. I I, I think they are probably going to be able to keep that a secret because it it would be to their advantage ratings wise for them to do that. It wouldn't be advantageous for them to like drop the ball on that one and just let it slip out somehow. In you my know, opinion, and I always felt like that that storyline with Helena's death was just handled poorly. I feel like there's there's more they wanted to do with Nicholas in relation to being the one that killed Helena, and mm-hmm. it never really because there was like the you know the the painting and wait is that Nicholas within the painting and all mm-hmm, that stuff, and I never mm-hmm. feel like it got a chance to get explored mm-hmm. because Tyler was leaving the show. So right, right, right. You know. I don't know, but and then my other favorite moment was the baby shower, was Wiley's baby shower. <laughs> Because there was all these things that were popping off at the baby shower. First of all, there was all this ridiculous tension between Julian and Bobby. <laughs> so there was that. Then there was Sasha bonding with Wiley. There was that. And pictures of, of her and um, Wiley. And then <laughs> then there was that moment, as usual, where Shiloh shows up where he's not wanted with a folder of his medical history as a quote-unquote gift for his son. Oh, yeah, yeah. Speaking of Shiloh, Shiloh has a knack of just showing... He knows people don't like him. He's like a cockroach. Like, no matter how many times you step on him, he just won't die. Like, the stuff just won't ooze out when you hit him real good with the shoe. Like, he's just that person. And he shows up, and every time he shows up, somebody's always threatening to whoop his behind and do something unsavory to him. And when he shows up in that park and he crosses paths with Danny, it was everything Jason could do to keep his restraint. Oh, yes. Uh, and the yeah, the little sneak peek she get for next week's uh, for tomorrow's episode when Jason goes to chat with him about what he's done with Sam. Mm-hmm. And Shallow's on the on the uh, the losing end again of a, of a Jason throwdown. <laughs> Jason throws out on Shiloh. It gives me life because I'm like, yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm watching a WWF match. I'm like, yeah, yeah, get him, get him, get him. It is pure comedy, and I'm there for all of it. But then there's this. So then there's that moment where he's just kind of lurking around. I'm not sure if that's a parking lot or what that is, where the leaves and all that is. He's just lurking, and he finds the dollar, and he's just all. And the dollar is, I guess, it's supposed to be a reminder of how broke he really is. And then he finally is like he makes that phone call and is like I need your help right like first of all how are you able to count on a favor from anybody you ain't got no money you ain't, you don't have nothing to trade as a favor nothing now, the one thing I'd hope because we get to see him you know within the park setting 
And he's in a nice janky broke down part of the park too as well. Uh, <laughs> I really wanted to see him uh, one like uh, like taping up flyers to the fence about yeah hey take some classes at DOD, but that didn't get to have that happen. No, he's not gonna do that. He got way too much pride for that. Why he Why playing? Not? He's, he's desperate like, now. Oh please, Shiloh is ain't hardly gonna be climbing up a fence going, Hey, I'm with DOD, come no. with me. Like who's gonna do that? He's so not gonna do just that. Tape, just tape just just tape it. I you know, cannot. just with all the little pulled apart piece of paper. I cannot. You wanna do start it. a new day? Just like tear off this I piece of cannot. paper. But what I I was kind of annoyed that they gave him a new lawyer. Yes. I'm like, why is she here? But then I realized, because at first I was like, did they just give him a new lawyer for the sake of giving him a new lawyer? Because I'm going to feel some kind of way about that. And then you realize that she's a lawyer that's like, I'm not breaking the law for you. I don't care what you ask. I don't care what you say. Um, from this evidence, you going to jail. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, and seen. <laughs> I mean, because I got to mention, he's got, he's got zero cash. So, I mean, he's... Except for that dollar he found in the park. <laughs> So, I mean, his big plan is he wants to get hold of that flash drive because mm-hmm. they want to find out where all that money he might be having head back in Iraq or Iran. So that's that why is. he makes that phone call and whoever he makes that... F- I'm not sure if the person he made the phone call to was the person that actually broke into the office and took the flash drive. That was so weird. I was like, confused by that. Like, I don't know why if they y'all played y'all go in the it. chat room, if y'all saw something that I didn't see, because I was really confused, I'm like... Is the person that he made the phone call to the doctor that he went to see with the flash drive, or is that somebody else who we have yet to see their face? I don't know why you know they, I mean? they played it off where the person that broke in and took the flash drive, they had to hide their face. I don't understand why that scene was, was played like that. I was very confused by that. I was really confused by that. I, was like, I don't know what, the, what was... It was so weird, like, the way that, you know, they came up and they approached and you just see the hand holding the The hand flash with like, the flash drive. But then, wasn't there... There was some other moment where somebody else was holding the flash drive, too, so it, I can't remember who it was, but somebody else was holding that same flash drive, and it made me think that the flash drive that Drew got isn't the real flash drive. I mean, I Drew, um, Shiloh got isn't the real flash drive, but somebody else has the real flash drive. I'm like, I'm over this flash drive drama. <laughs> I'm just over it. I'm like, let the boy have his memories, however you're going to play it, but I'm about tired of, of ring around the rosy with this flash drive. It's getting on my nerves. Well, it feels like at this point, like Shiloh is really giving up, uh, at least for the moment, focusing on anything DOD related because he's out of money. And he's trying to find a way to get money so he can try to get his kid, who's not really his kid. <laughs> right. Which brings me to this. So at the end of last week, we feel like Nell is probably going to do the right thing by asking Michael to come to, to jail to visit her. And he gets there. And for a split second, you think she's about to just give up the goods and, you know, let him live his life and find out that his son, that their son is alive until she sees that picture of Sasha and Wiley on that phone. Which brings me to ask this question. How is he going into prison with his cell phone? I've gone to visit people in prison. You can't take no cell phone in there with you. You can't take nothing in there with you. You can't even take your purse in there with you. So how is he able to roll up in there with a cell phone? I'm just saying. Yeah. No, I mean, I've I've had friends that go visit somebody in, in prison, and then there's a wire in their bra, and then they have to go back out, and they have to get rid of that wire in their bra. <laughs> I hate you. I hate Which you. is true. A friend of mine oh, did for that. Real? For real. She oh, had to no. go out, and she goes, oh, I forgot to wear the wrong bra. All right, so I had it was a wire, so I had to go like back out under, to my car. The, like a, yep. Oh wow! And I had to take that out because I couldn't. I couldn't bring that into the prison. Wow. Yeah. That's wow. So I don't yeah, even know to, what be to, say able, about that. to be able to get a cell phone <laughs> in, you're like, wow, it's a pretty. I didn't think Pentonville was so lax. I'm just if they're not gonna let you bring an underwire from an under underwire bra in, they still, sure as hell ain't gonna let you bring a cell phone in. So I was like, I peeped that. I'm like, oh y'all, y'all lost me on that one. That was somebody did not do their research. 
Yeah, so I mean, I guess you know, Nell is you know more more angry at Michael for having another person, another woman in his life, than worrying really about the safety of her baby. And I was annoyed by that because I was just like, and so then what does she do? She goes to talk to Harmony, and it's all of Harmony's but about making sure the baby is safe because she knows it's not really Willow's baby. Yes. I'm like, girl, get your life. What do you think Harmony's going to do to Nell when she finds out that Nell knew all along that that wasn't her grandchild? You Ooh. think she's going to take her out? I think she's going to take her out. Somebody's going to get I mean, taken out. I mean, certainly that is the uh, the big hot gossip, which we'll talk a little bit at the end of the show. But there's somebody's going to be taken off canvas, uh, and there's a few possibilities that it could be. So, Ooh, I can't wait to see who yeah. that is. Well, yeah. yeah so. um, and then um, <laughs> I love how when Nell is like, I just wanted you to visit me because I had a vision about Wiley. She says, I, don't you want to hear about my dream? I'm like, girl, you are getting on my nerves. Get off the screen. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, I, why? Why would I want to come visit you to hear about your dream? Why do right. I care about your dream? Just, somebody, somebody, Marlon Wallace in the chat room said, people walk in and out of the PCPD like it's the public library. <laughs> they it's do. Just... They do. It's so funny. Ugh. I'm like, oh, my God. That is pure comedy right there. So we do have Shiloh's plan, as it stands right now, is that he's got the memory drive. He wants to upload it into Jason. Yes. So that way, for some but reason, why? Jason will tell him where this money is that's hidden somewhere uh, overseas. But we know that that's not going to work because Jason does have his brain trauma. So right. it's not going to It's not, not going to take. It's, it'll be... It'll be It'll be a loss, and maybe that'll be the impetus for Drew to leave town because, you know, there's yeah. that. So, I mean, and of course, he reached out to the doctor, and our doctor has now been uh, let go from WSB custody, so he's uh, he's all on the up and up right now. And so it's just not, so weird. But, but not really. But not really. He's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I can put this memories in somebody else. So I. I, I don't know. Are you at all interested in no. who this flash drive memory gets uploaded into? I told into? you, I'm so over that flash drive situation. I'm like, mm, let's move it along. I'm over it. It's been dragging out for what five months. I'm so done with the flash drive situation. It's got to be longer than that. Just from the, with the from the moment that I was giving them the benefit of the doubt because yeah. I know it's been a minute. Like we've been talking about this flash drive. It seems like forever. So nope. there's that. I'm over it. Well, and we know. I mean, how do you feel the news? Because we it was talked a little bit in the chat room last week, and and I confirmed as well as that Billy Miller had finished filming his last episodes. The last. Not this past Friday, but the week before that, mm-hmm. uh, July twenty sixth, I believe. Mm-hmm. So uh, it is just a matter of time for how much how, how much further the storyline with Drew mm-hmm, is going to be in the mm-hmm. case. How do you feel about Billy Miller leaving? I'm kind of sad about that. I'm I'm sad that they let his storyline get exhausted with Oscar. And that whole situation with Kim. They had a nice scene this week, too. Kim and, and Drew had a really nice scene. Because she was like, don't let Shiloh do whatever, whatever. She was like, you know, about those medals when they were looking at the medals. And I was like, girl, get your life. But um, I, I, I'm sad that they haven't, that they weren't able to find a different way to use him on the show because I felt like his chemistry with all the characters had become really good, especially with. Um, with Jason, so it was sad to see him. It's sad, it will be sad to see him kind of go out like that, where they just you know exhausted his storyline and couldn't really come up with something else to justify keeping him there. It is interesting because we all kind of, we all dug him when it was uh, Jake Doe, mm-hmm. and then he gets found out like oh he's really Jason, so we're all buying that, and mm-hmm. then we find out no it's not really Jason, it's his twin brother. Mm-hmm. And I feel like once that revelation happened, 
Like, it was a downhill slope, huh? And it felt bad because, I mean, everybody's excited to see Steve Burton back as Jason Morgan. Mm. And I know I was. I was super excited. And you could just, there was just a sense of when you saw Steve Burton back in that role, you're like, yes. But it is a shame that the show could not still invest in Drew as well. And I, I agree. I agree. And I don't know if it was at the time because Sam had to make the choices at Drew or Jason. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, she chose herself for a mm-hmm. long time. But I don't know if they just had to, if the writers were at least consciously or subconsciously mm-hmm. really just saying, like, no, 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 Jason's awesome, guys. That's And we're just going to like write more to that, and we're not really going to really about worry about Drew so much. I just, I'm just sad. I'm sad that they weren't able to work that out. But what I'm not sad about was the comedic element that happened. You know, because it was a great week for me because I found myself laughing out loud a few times at a couple of lines. Let's go over them, shall we? Sure. <laughs> so... When Valentine brings Liesel back into Windermere, and I forget what he says to her, but her response was, I know this house quite well. I was holding people hostage here long before you showed up. I laughed out loud. <laughs> that was quintessential Liesel, and it was so apropos and telling of her relationship with Valentine. I laughed out loud. And then there was this other moment where, um, um, what's the child's name? Not Hayden. Uh, Sasha? No, Valentine's wife. What's her name? Oh, I'm Nina. I'm the blank. Nina. Nina has that moment where she's like, oh, I'm so happy. The Crimson's got this great issue. And then she lists off all these things. <laughs> and Lisa says, if that is your standard of bliss, you really need to raise your bar. I <laughs> laughed out loud yet again. And then I laughed again. When Valentine suggested putting truth serum in one of the drinks when Hayden and Jax arrived, and I thought maybe he was going to put it in two drinks in Hayden and Jax's drink, but apparently he only put it in one drink, <laughs> and everybody drank it, drank their drinks when he went to answer the door. It was like you know what that whole situation was like for me. It was like the soap opera version of Clue. It was like the soap opera version of Clue, especially with Hayden roaming down the hallways and getting caught by the nanny. It was pure comedy. That made me laugh. It it is interesting because, I mean, certainly when we had Nathan around, Mm -hmm. I mean, it was Liesl and Nathan would have those scenes. And and sometimes Maxie. But it was more, Liesl would have those human moments around Nathan. Mm -hmm. And now Nathan is gone and and, and we've got Nina. Mm -hmm. And... I don't know. Are you, are you enjoying the Nina Liesel relationship? It's- it doesn't bother me. I, but he, this is the thing: the chick that plays Liesel, she is very entertaining to me. She's For sure. as entertaining as as the Mara West playing Ava. They're very entertaining to me, and I love comedy. So anytime there's somebody that's going to brighten up and make me laugh, like whenever they give Liesel some snarky line, it makes me laugh out loud at the screen. She just, I mean, and the hits just kept on coming. There was something else that Nina said to her, and she flopped down on the couch. And she said something snarky. I don't remember what it was, but that look on her face as she flopped down on that couch was pure comedy. I couldn't take it. <laughs> I was like, she is cracking me up. But the but the whole thing with, with Nina and Valentine trying to figure out who drank that drink, and then Hayden comes in there and says, yeah, I was snooping in the hallway, and the nanny called me, and we were like... What? And I laughed out loud because it was funny because she just kind of blurted it out and everybody kind of looked at her. And then there was a whole situation where she just went, they were trying to figure out 
well, not her, not they, but Jax was trying to figure out what the hell was wrong with her. And just as he's about to say something to her, she makes that beeline for Finn, has that whole little confession to him, drags him outside. It was just, I'm telling you, it was like Clue on General Hospital. It was hilarious. What, uh, what I, it was interesting about that whole sequence there is that this seems like one of the times where, where we get to see Valentine kind of reveal, kind of like, hey, let's do something a little nefarious. And with, she was like, no. Yeah, but at least he was honest about it. He could have just done he it. He could have just did it. You're right. Yes. And, and nobody would have been the wiser until they were. Jax was. Jax knew what time it was. And then, But I love how Jax was getting ready to call Valentine out on it, and then Nina kind of came for him about the champagne. Yes. I was like, how you going to come for him about the champagne after what your husband just yeah. did? Like, you have no recourse. There's nothing that you can do to kind of make up for that. You can't take up for him. He's wrong. <laughs> You're always bringing champagne. You're always bringing champagne. Is that a, is that a bad thing? I don't think champagne was right. a bad thing. I'm like, champagne is fierce. Like, how you can't, like, she, her trying to spin that, I'm telling you, clue on General Hospital. The whole scenario <laughs> was just clue on General Hospital. And I la- I was, my jaws hurt from laughing. I laughed so hard. Well, we have some scenes, of course, before they go over to uh, Spoon Island with Jackson and Nina, where they're talking about their uh, Jackson Hayden. I'm sorry, talking about the planet, and, and of course, like why they're going there, and that is to find something. But they can never say what it is. It's always like, do you, do, have they found it? Do you think they found it? If they found it, they 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 do something with it. So it's all about it, it, it. We're like, well, what is this? What it? is it? What is it? And we still don't know what it is. Uh, because I still haven't found it yet. I mean, they used the cover story of uh, Hayden looking for a diamond that Nicholas had. Right, and you're right. They do keep saying it, and I'm like, well, what the hell is it? And then Jax makes it abundantly clear to Hayden, look, I don't know why you making people think that we're together, but once we get what we got to get, we are going our separate ways. So he, he made it very clear he is not trying to hook up with her. I think he's really trying to hook up with Nina. Do you think? I, I really know. do. I mean, I'll, I'm curious to see what just his agenda is. Just to stick it to is. Valentine. I think he wants to hook up with Nina just to stick it to Valentine, just to prove that he could. But I don't know if Jax is that kind of guy. He's not a guy about like just trying to get with somebody else's Look, girlfriend or fiance. Ever since he showed up right before the nurse's ball, if it looked like a duck and it quacked like a duck, it's a duck, and he's the duck. He has been quacking and walking since the nurse's ball about Nina. And so there's part of me that's like not sure if he's doing it just to get what he wants, not sure if he's doing it because he likes her. But if you look back on the trajectory of Jax, every time there was a female, and they all happened to be blonde for some reason, except for Alexis, right? Mm -hmm. So every time he would try to hook up with somebody, it would always be under some different rules, but eventually he would end up falling for them. It happened with Carly. It happened with that other chick that was where they had that whole situation where it was Eddie Main and Alexis and Jax and this other girl that had blonde hair. Her, her real name was was um, her real name was Carla, but I can't remember what her character name was. But there, it was always somebody with blonde hair, and, and it was always a situation where he would pretend that he liked them, and then all of a sudden he would like them. And you know that's like a staple formula on soap operas. Anyway, they'll put people together that don't care for each other, or one of them doesn't care for the other one, and then they always end up getting together or hooking up or something. It's uh, well, of course there was uh, Sunny's sister and Jax for a little while, mm-hmm. and then. And then she went over to Nicholas. Mm-hmm. But she had blonde hair. Yeah, Courtney. She did. Yeah. Courtney had I'm just saying, he got he got a type. <laughs> he got a type. Blonde hair, blue eyes always happens with him. I mean, I was interested to see Hayden at least kind of express to Finn that I still can't I still thinking about you. Do you think about me? All right, Brenda. They're right. Brenda had brown yeah. hair. No, My true. bad. My bad. You're right. Brenda did have brown hair. But I mean, I, I feel like 
we're just kind of dancing circles around when this baby element gets dropped. Yeah, I'm getting tired of that, too. I'm like, I was hoping it was going to get dropped during that baby shower, but it didn't happen. I feel like it's not really going to get dropped until Anna is back in town. We want to really? see Finola Hughes. And she should be coming back, I'm hopefully, within the next few weeks. I don't know. And when she does, I don't know if um, Finn going to still be hers. I'm just saying. Nah, I... I Look, if, haven't you paid attention to every time Finn gets around Hayden, he's he's all, like, fidgety and crazy acting? Yeah, but, I mean, that's also, you know, but you, you can still be attracted to somebody and still know that they're bad news for you. But some people know that, and they still go for it anyway. Some people know better, and they know they know better, but other entities enter their brain, and they and they go for it anyway. Which brings me to my next subject, Diane and Alexis. Diane and Alexis sitting there having that conversation again, pure comedy, because <laughs> she was goading her about not hooking up with, with Neil, giving her a really hard time. And then um, Alexis confesses, oh, you know, I, I inadvertently let him know that I knew about his daughter and blah, 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 blah. And then Diane tells her she needs a mute button. I laughed out loud. I'm like, why are you? <laughs> she says, you know what you need? And Alexis is like, well, she's like a mute button. I was like, wow. I, I busted out laughing, and then there was a moment where Diane says to her, "She said, has it really been that long since you since you got some?' Like it made me laugh that on a soap opera, somebody said, "You you ain't getting none. <laughs> you, you has it been that long since you got some that you just go throw in the towel?" That made me laugh out loud. I just was laughing, and it made me laugh that Diane got the giggles and just could not stop laughing in Alexis's face. It was yeah. just I love the two of them together when they have those kind of scenes. They're so entertaining and fun. Well, uh, playing to that also in the Metro Court was a scene between Neil, the doctor, uh, mm-hmm. and the object of Alexis's affections, mm-hmm. or at least a kind of uh, interest. But then it was Sunny, mm-hmm. where it, it, that conversation was really interesting because first it was like, "Hey, I wanted to meet with you because I owe you a favor," and then the conversation took like a it took a turn, like a threatening and I turn. Like, I'm I like, was like <laughs> <laughs> I peeped in too. I was like. Well, wait a minute now. What's going, what's going yeah. on? I thought you was trying to help a brother. I was like, I'm confused. That made me laugh, too. I laughed at the screen, too. But And I also laughed, and I didn't want to laugh because I know it was meant to be, like, heartfelt and all warm and fuzzy. Is when they were in that elevator. They got stuck in that elevator, Alexis and Neil, and she starts singing that lullaby after he told her about his daughter um, taking herself out with the pills and how he goes to sing this lullaby for every um, anniversary and she breaks out into song and then there's that moment where you think they just about to hook up and the lights come on in the elevator. I'm like, of course they did. Uh, real quick, if a mobster slash coffee importer <laughs> made, came to you and said, hey, Carla, you know what? You've helped me. I owe you. I pay my debts, and at some point in some time in your life, you're going to need something that money can't buy, or you know something else can happen. You need it happen. You come to me. I'll take care of it. That's Would not you? a favor I want. Not a favor. Mm-mm. No. That's mm-mm. that's not because I, regardless of if I did it to whatever this person is or whatever the situation was, I still have a conscience, and if I know that something bad happened to somebody. Or something nefarious went down as a result of me going to this person for this favor. I just I don't want that hanging over my head. That's too much. Because then it becomes because then it becomes a thing of I owe you, but now you owe me, and it and it's, and it's a never ending cycle. And I just don't want to be in that situation. All right. 
Or you could just make what it is just very trivial for them. Um, no. It's like, you know what? They're, the McRib is not in. You did not talk about the McRib. For like I another can't. four months. And I need a McRib now. Can you make that happen for me soon? <laughs> I cannot. Uh, Carla, I, cannot. I will say, though, what? you're talking about the elevator. Yes. You know, we'll just like to be trapped in an elevator with somebody. And you know who would be great to be trapped with? Is <laughs> all our fans that are watching us right over here at the JH Report. Folks. I would love to spend an el- some time trapped in an elevator with you. We could just talk talk shop about our favorite GH characters. You know, I could tell you why you're wrong about uh, you know Sam and Jason and why they're awful. Great conversations <laughs> could be had. But uh, I also wanted to say thanks, folks, for for joining us every single Sunday. Uh, we couldn't do the show without you. Your, your commentary as well as uh, your thoughts and opinions are so much fun for us to be able to watch and help make this show what it is. But we also are asking for a little bit of help, not just for our show, but for all the shows here at AfterBuzz. If you get a chance, like and subscribe on, the, on on YouTube. If you're on iTunes, you know, give it a five-star rating and leave a comment. But no matter where you're listening or watching, just get involved in the conversation. And thank you so much for helping us become the ESPN of TV Talk. Okay. I just have to address what they're saying in the chat room because it's pure comedy. So they're talking about Neil... <laughs> And Diane. And they're saying that Diane is wearing Max out. That's why you never see him on screen, which that made me laugh out loud. True. There you go. (laughs) Tired boy. (sighs) Then they're saying some people are saying that Neil is kind of hot. Somebody else says he has the worst case of bedhead on TV ever. You know, it's it's just that ruffled look. Come on, it's a it's a choice. Come on, Joe Flanagan's the best. And then and then somebody else jumped in and said, "Well, Ken Schreiner has bed head too." And then they were like, "Okay, true, <laughs> he does have bed head." Um, they said that they aren't. They said that they. Uh, who is this? Enrique said, "I love that they are not making Neil just a normal guy." I know this is a soap opera, but please keep Neil just a normal guy. Alexis needs a normal guy, and he's great for her. I agree with that. You agree with that? I do. I mean, I, I really like Neil. I mean, but it's also I'm really partial to, to Joe Flanagan. I loved him on Stargate Atlantis. So, <laughs> you know, my Stargate guy is on General Hospital. I'm all in on this. So let's uh, yeah, let's not make him a nut job. Let's and, not get him with Alexis and then all of a sudden find out that he's got this weird, dark, twisted oh, thing. Oh, yeah, please, let's not do that. Oof. And Jerry Jack says that he's going to leave five stars for your your rap, Frank. Oh! <laughs> Just Jerry? for your rap. He's going to leave me five stars. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah, he's busy. You know, when you're not busy, like, poisoning people or holding the town at hostage, he's going to give you five stars on iTunes. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah! So let's. Oh, oh! I forgot to mention this one too. So that scene between Peter and Lulu. Yes. Where she is skunky drunk over some wine, and then and then tries to come for Peter when Peter says, trying to be supportive. Peter says, "Well, Dante's a fool to to abandon you." And she's like, "What did you say, Dante?" I'm like, "Girl, are you Sybil? What's happening right now? Is your head gonna start spinning and some vomit gonna come out? Like, what? I don't understand what's going on." But I feel for her. I really do. I feel for her. But they had that moment, and then that leads him to go back to Maxie and be like, oh, my God, thank God you taught me how to love, because even if I had a dark side, you've helped me not want to go back to that way of life. I'm like, oh, God, I can't. Oh. what you know, uh, that scene annoyed me with Lulu. What I did like is a scene between Laura and her, where Laura. That was a nice scene. She was like, it's life. Yeah. People happen. People grow apart. People move on. And then she starts talking about Lou. She's like, look. I love your father, and, you know, I would have loved nothing but to have spent the rest of my life with him, but that's not how it turned out, and thank God it didn't, because then I would have never had what I have with Kevin. And then I think that was the thing that kind of snapped her out of it, but I was like, oh, girl, you're wearing me out. I can't. Yeah, I mean, it's again, it's like, you know, this. I, I would like it to the, that to be the last scene I have to see of Lulu just wallowing. 
I'm fine. I felt like it would be just a nice moment, and let's just turn that around, and let's just get Lulu into some other storyline. I know. Please. I just, I know. Speaking of which, so now I kind I love Michael and Sasha together, and now they've taken this little getaway. They've gone to Puerto Rico. Ooh, hot uh, uh, on that. Okay. You know how they always do like the the establishing shots of whatever destination right. there. What was it about the Puerto Rican one where there? It's at it night, looked like Hawaii, but it was also it was like the nighttime <laughs> shot, but they sped it up so you see like the cars driving by really fast. I'm like, why is this like oh, a you were sped looking up hard because I didn't even notice that. <laughs> it really bugged me. I'm like, can it I just, just be like it just played at normal speed? I What's cannot. The I just said Puerto Rico. I was like, okay. So they're sitting there. She's got on her little bikini. They're drinking. Their, I don't. It looked like they were drinking mojitos or something. And they're having their little drink, and then here comes this woman with this hat cocked to the side. Oh, yeah. And you're like, well, who is this doll cocked to the side talking for like five minutes with a hat to the side? And then she finally takes it off, and you realize it's Cassandra. And that only happens after we see Finn at Windermere warning Valentine and Nina that Cassandra is living and that they need to be on the lookout for her. And then we see this thing in that hat pretending to talk to Sasha. It is interesting with Cassandra, though, because the last time we saw her, she had been uh, taken by somebody wearing a Cassidine ring. So now she just seems to be free and about and just kind of she's being hidden until her identity is discovered and then she moves to another place. Mm -hmm. I am curious what the Cassidine connection is and when we're going to find out what that is. I know, but there's also a connection with with Sunny, too, because she was kind of looking nefarious when she looked at uh, Michael and was like, oh, your your father's Sunny Corinthos, and he was like, do I know you? (laughs) He he got real suspicious real quick. But I I think she's smart to, I mean, if she's going to get any sort of kind of revenge on Nina for doing what she did to her then Sasha who she thinks is her real daughter is the way to do it I don't think you I don't think you try to do a twofer I don't think you get Michael because Mm -hmm. I don't think you want Sunny coming for you Mm mm-mm no. Yeah so it's like yeah I I will just do this so she ends up uh, poisoning that grapefruit uh, and Sasha just we get plenty of shots like oh this grapefruit's this grapefruit's bitter oh but I'll I'll, do you want to switch no I'll finish it it's fine like okay so who who in your right mind do you know is going to sit down and finish a bitter grapefruit that's just nasty uh when if somebody gives you a grapefruit to eat for breakfast do you do you eat it just plain or do you put sugar on it i put sugar on it yeah. but i can still if it's bitter i could still taste if it was bitter with the sugar on it yeah and then why would i want to eat it no exactly so if i if i put sugar on it and it still tastes funky i'm not eating that yeah and I right? would just say, yeah, it's bitter. No thanks. You know, maybe I can get another one from the kitchen. If I'm if at the and watch Cassandra, just like, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 eat that, eat that. <laughs> I'm not gonna eat a bitter one. <laughs> no, don't make me eat a bitter one. Just in slow motion, her going, no. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> we we do see a lot of. You know, there is something about uh, watching uh, Mike, uh, Michael, and Sasha kiss that I'm just like. Oh, this makes I me feel a little. They're kind of cute. They're cute. I like them together, and it's a shame that they that it won't. Somebody said, I think on Twitter, they were like, "We should have known that, that she was gonna get bumped off." They never let Michael yeah. have a girlfriend. Every time he dates something, somebody <laughs> something happens to him. I was cracking up. I'm like, wow, that's just it's it's wrong, but it's true. Uh, one other uh, scene before we talk about hot news and gossips for a second mm-hmm. is that we did have, which I always think is interesting, we have a scene between Lisa and, uh, Liz and Jason talking about Franco, mm-hmm. where you know Liz is married to Franco, mm-hmm. he's raising the helping raise the boys, mm-hmm. and just how Jason is just unable to let go, or mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to say forgive, but at least just move past. What had happened between him and Franco in the past? Like Jason, like no, this he's is, like this I'm is not, it. I'm not going there. He just, I, I, do you blame him? 
it's tough. Like, think I mean, about, think about, remember what happened? It was just, it was like Sam is the love of his life. This is the person that almost, you know, took her out to go. Like, it, I can understand why Jason is like, you, a leopard can't fully change their spots. Like, I get why he's like that. And some people are better at forgiving and forgetting than most, but he would not be one of them. Well, yeah, but it is, you know, but uh, so much of that could be to be accredited to the tumor that was in Franco's head. And I feel like Jason is not willing to take that as... Into consideration, yes. considering that he had brain issues, too. No, he's like, nope, my situation was different. And, and I thought it was interesting that with uh, with Danny, how he would say, like, uh, well, what's Danny going to think if, you know, you if saw you were with Franco? And he's like, I, I think he'll appreciate me being being honest and truthful to him mm-hmm. and saying how I really feel about this, mm-hmm. about this guy. I've, I've, I, that, yeah, that whole situation is very... Um, Serious. Somebody said Jason has valid points for not liking Franco. They've had the same arguments so many times, and honestly, Jake didn't seem to care that Jason was silent when Franco was brought up. Liz is being extra. Yeah. And then somebody else said, you know, Jason is a hitman. Ain't that the pot calling the kettle black? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and of course, Michael B said that. Michael B always got jokes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So, uh, folks, as we're uh, getting ready to wrap up here, a little hot news and gossip here. After Buzz TV News. Hey. So, of course, we got a lot of talk about this flash drive. Carla's mm-hmm. favorite topic. I'm over it. Uh, and we have also have the psychic, uh, two different mm-hmm. psychics. Two, two different psychics, simply yes. in the, the other one. Give Franco some cryptic warnings. There. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, don't take that drive, mm-hmm. and you're oh you're not you're not going to be feeling yourself soon. Mm-hmm. So there's been talk that Franco is going to get the memories uploaded into him. That would make sense, uh, and that would be a freaking disaster. Yeah, uh, it, would you want to see that storyline? No, with Franco with Drew's memories. No, no. <laughs> He said to Carlos, nope, that nope. does not excite me whatsoever. Nope, I'm not there for any of that. Uh, you know, we also have uh, possibilities of murder. Uh, somebody Ooh. taken off canvas. Now we've got Shiloh, we've got Drew, we've got Sasha. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you see any of them being taken off? So, I mean, we know that Billy Miller's leaving. Does he leave being killed, or does he just leave to like, I don't deal think, with stuff? I don't think he's going to get killed. I think it'll be between Shiloh and Sasha. And I'm hoping they don't kill off Sasha. I'm hoping they kill off Shiloh. If they kill off Shiloh, because if they kill off Shiloh and that flash drive is still out there, then that creates a whole nother scenario for them to deal with. You know what I mean? Yeah. They kill Sasha, then it becomes about who murdered Sasha, and at the end of the day, do any of them really care? No. But we also know who did it. You know, right? So yeah, no. No, and and I agree with Michael B. You know, it's like yeah, you certainly you know once once Michael hooks up with the girl, that means like you know like the clock's ticking. The Grim Reaper is getting his you know. Side ready and he's getting his <laughs> getting his head on and like all right I got to start heading to Port Charles now. <laughs> Michael Carrito's hooked up with a girl. I got to go get her. So uh, yeah, yeah, it'd be nice to see a change of pace for that. Yeah. Uh, plus, I want to see Michael get angry about when the truth or how Michael reacts when the truth about Sasha comes out. Yeah, that too, uh, folks. We. Time has flown by, Carla. It really did. That went fast. It went fast. There was a lot to talk about, and uh, we have now talked about all of it. Not really. There's still more to talk about. We'll do that next week. <laughs> Folks, thanks for joining us here on the GH Report. As always, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Thank you, everybody, for hopping in the chat. And if you want to stay in touch with either of us, especially for Carla, because she's got a, 
our media empire is exploding and you want to make sure you're catching all aspects of it. Carla, where can they find you? Uh, no. Hey, you guys, you can catch me across all social media platforms at The Curvy Critic. Right before this, you can catch me over at Black Hollywood Live doing The Curvy Critic, where I talk about film reviews, news, and some great interviews that I do over there. And if you want to see my reviews in the written form, you can go to thecurvyfilmcritic.com. Blowing up. Blowing up. Blowing up. Not. Blowing up. Absolutely. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, folks. I don't have anything cool going on like Carla does. Nobody wants to come and talk to me. You are so That's all right. Folks, we'll see you back here next Sunday for an all-new episode of the GH Report right here on After Buzz TV. Bye. Don't eat that grapefruit. <laughs> Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.